Welcome, welcome. Not exactly sure when this is coming out because I'm not sure how many we have. Probably Um, just two. So I want to say probably September 23rd. Is this when that when this one comes out? Theoretically, yes. Okay. I lost my pencil. That's terrible. No. Well, guys, if we're wrong, don't come at us. <laughs> and if it is September 23rd, and booyah. Boo yeah. Because we win. What the fuck? I don't know what is happening. I I just received this text, okay? Oh boy, okay. Oh god. I I don't even know what to do with this. What does it say? Maybe I should fuck around and just like play along. But well, you again, have to tell us it, now. If it really is this chip, I mean, okay. Hiya, are you Alfredo? I'm Alaya. We messaged on that dating site last time. I went down to chill with my cousin, but we didn't fully connect in real life. IRL, actually, but, you know. Well, sure. I'm back in town for the number four. A while, if you want to join or actually go out this time. Are you around? Well, are you around? I don't know. Am I? I don't know. <laughs> I don't fully know. So with that being said, I don't know if this this person is like fucking with me or if they legit. I'm going to say it really could go either way with you. I know. I guess it depends on how bored and how uh, tired I get, sleep deprived I get, depending on uh, if I'll fuck, fuck with her or not. Alfredo? I thought Alfredo was a guy. No. It said, are you Alfredo? Oh, okay. That makes sense. Are you Alfredo? I'm Malaya. So, a couple announcements for listeners. A, I am drinking wine right now because it is evening or nighttime, much later than we normally record. We never record this time. But we are for a little while now because Adrian has a stupid day job. Yeah. It is stupid because I hate it. It wouldn't be stupid if it was like a job she loved, but it's a stupid job. Hey guys, you guys should like support us and that way I can quit my day job and just do crime stuff all the time. So now just it's saying. nighttime and I am drinking while we record. So there's a thing. That. I think that's only happened in like the first few episodes where I was kind of a little tipsy and then we decided to delete them and redo them. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. there was one episode we were together and we both might have been a little bit. So it wasn't just a little bit. I mean, it was you maybe 19 crimes. Actually, we were. Have you guys seen those freaking bottles? They are awesome. Actually, I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll make a TikTok and we'll put it on there. You so still you guys have can a bottle. Yeah, I have two. Cute. Yeah, I'm not getting rid of those. Those, All right. those keep around. Those are staying with me. And on another note, besides me drinking because we have to record at night, <laughs> um, some of you hopefully notice that I sound better. 
Yeah. And I just want to give a shout out because I sound better thanks to a fan. So I would like to give a shout out to Jacques, who bought me a new microphone so that I sounded better. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Jacques. You have no idea. Like seriously, editing her crap out is terrible. And it's still, I mean, yeah, you know, thank you. (laughs) So for Jacques, for buying me this microphone, uh, I did a case that he requested. Oh, nice. So this is legit your case. Jacques, this is yours. Yes, Jacques, this is for you. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. All right, are you ready to hear what it is? Yes. Because it's a serial killer, and I think this might be the first time I've done a serial killer. Uh, Yep. All right. Isn't that delightful? Isn't what you always want to... No, it's not, because I did the Zodiac. You did the Zodiac. But that was kind of... I don't know. It doesn't really count. It does, but it doesn't. It does, but it doesn't? Well, because everyone knows about the Zodiac, and hopefully some of our listeners won't know about this one. I do. Like, okay, but I haven't heard of this one in a while, so... This one? Yes. You know what I'm going to talk about? Um, yes, it's the ones that you sent pictures of today, right? No. No. That was an old case. No, duh. That's why I knew that one. I was like, I know that one. Okay. That was not serial killer. Yeah. Okay. Um, today we are going to talk about the West Mesa bone collector. What? Mm-hmm. Um, right. I don't know this. I told you you might not know it. It's relatively modern too. Hmm. All right. Are you ready to go on this really creepy, crazy ride? I think so. Okay. So February 2nd of 2009, Christine, I think it's Christine Ross, was out walking her dog. His name is Ruka. I know you were going to ask. And while she's out just walking around her neighborhood, her neighborhood has- Oh my God, your mic sounds so much better. Okay, continue. (laughs) Her neighborhood has some, you know, undeveloped plots next to it, right? And the dog's running around and finds a bone. Of course. Now, this isn't super uncommon. There's a lot of reasons a dog can find a bone while running around. It's happened to you in your backyard. It has, yeah. And I'm like, what the crap? What kind of bone is this? And then I found out actually it was Flash's bone. It wasn't even our bone. It wasn't even our dog's bone. But when the dog returns with this bone, Christine thought it looked a little strange. Now, before she freaks out, she decides to send a text message to her sister, who is a nurse. So she takes a a picture and sends a text to her sister. And her sister's like, yeah, that's a human femur. (gasps) I was going to say it's a femur bone because that's what I thought when I had. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mine. Yeah. And the sister's like, that's human. So Christine, doing the right thing here, calls the police. Good for her. All right. So now the police come out to this site and this site is owned by a land developer. And now in 2009, um, building homes had been stalled a little bit. And so the land had sat there empty for a while. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the police officers come up and turn it into an excavation site, digging up 
the remains found by Ruka and more. Good little Ruka. Do you want to guess how many remains are found? 26. No, you overshot it. I did. You did. Not 26 at this site. 11. Okay. Well, I still overshot it. (laughs) Yeah. 11 or 12 if you count the fact that one of them had been four months pregnant. (gasps) Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. What did you just do? Yeah. No. So bad, Aubrey. Why? I didn't kill her. I didn't kill. I didn't kill her. It was 2009. I was 20 and dating and living life, working at a bookstore. I wasn't killing people in New Mexico. How do I know that? Do I really know you? You think I was in New Mexico killing people in 2009? No. Well, if so, then you're wrong because they weren't even killed in 2009. That's just when they were found. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So it took weeks to find all of the remains. They were spread out in a 10 by 30 yard area. And one really weird thing to me is like some of the bodies were like together and some of them were scattered. Now, do you know what that means if the bones are scattered? Mm -mm. It means they had to have been chopped up first. (gasps) Think about it. If the bones are scattered, how do they get that way? Okay. Yeah. So all of them were buried without clothing or any sort of personal belongings. So it took weeks to uncover all the victims. And then once they were uncovered, it took more than a year to officially identify all of them. So was there actually 11 victims? Like, because you said there were, you know, this was just like body parts that were found. So was it 11 There were victims? 11 full victims and then the, the baby, the fetus, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Let's not get into that debate. Yeah, let's just leave that. <laughs> but yeah, so there were 11 full adult bodies okay okay and there's no forensic evidence found and because they're mostly skeletal at this point they can't even really conclusively determine the cause of death Mm. it's like all a super mystery okay now i'm gonna talk about the victims a little bit because there's so many of them and that's really a lot of the information we have in this case So once the victims are found, they are found to have some things in common. Many of these girls had been involved in drugs and especially sex work. Like are they prostitution? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, it sucks because sex workers are so highly targeted. Like they live lifestyles where unfortunately... Sometimes their families go without hearing them for a little while. Yeah. And so they're often not reported for months. So the ages of the victims were between 15 to 32, but a majority of them were in their 20s. All right. And, you know, they were all sex workers. And so a lot of people had a hard time identifying with these victims which is really sad because these girls still had lives. They all had families. Most of them had children. 
And even though it had <sighs> taken a while to get onto the lists, they were on missing persons lists. It just took longer than some because, you know, sadly for some of these girls, it was normal for their parents to not hear from them for a month. So, you that's, know, one that's awful. One of them, I cannot remember which one, but I remember that they were reported on their mother's birthday because they said no. that her mom said that, you know, I didn't hear from her every day. It was normal to go a long time, but she always called on my birthday. So when she didn't call on my birthday is when I knew something was wrong. Oh my God. That is heartbreaking. Right. So it's like, yeah, they were sex workers. So people can be judgy and whatever, but they were, they were people, they had lives, they had families. Like, right. It's so sad. Like, no, seriously, like these are people. Um, I mean, this is where I get into the, and like people are like, oh, so prostitution stay illegal. And I'm just like, you know what though? It's causing more harm than good, to be honest, because like transmitted diseases are easily, more easily spread. There's just, um, and then shit like this, because they are, people look down on them and then they are actually too, they half the time won't report stuff that happens because they're fearful or then they get into situations like this where, you know, they aren't looked after as closely. So it's longer before they go reported or noticed missing. Yep. So yeah. sad, but true. So I'm going to read a list of their names. And I do apologize if I say any of these names wrong. Um, because um, a lot of them are Hispanic names, which I always tend to say wrong. How dare you? I know. Okay. So their names were Monica Candelera, Cinnamon Elks, Veronica Ramiro, Victoria Chavez, Michelle Valdez. Now, Michelle was the one who had been four months pregnant. Virginia Cloven. Julie Neato, Doreen Marquez, Evelyn Salazar, Jamie Barella, and Selania Edwards. All right. And now it's really hard to find a whole lot of information on these victims because of the lifestyles that they led. But I found what I could, and I'm going to give a little bit of information on the ones that I can to help us relate to them and just see how, you know, they were just, like I said, they were people like you and me, and we would mm -hmm. all have things in common with them. Okay. So Monica Candelera had a son, but... She also had a child who didn't make it. From everything I can tell, the child was probably stillborn. And the pain of going through that is so rough. I can only imagine how happy she was to have her son who was a rainbow baby and survived. And the pain of, you know, a stillborn would impact anybody. And that is hard for everyone. 
And I know there are a lot of women out there who could relate to Monica on this. Most definitely. Um, Then there was Virginia Clove. And Virginia had run away after her brother was killed in a shooting. And while it felt like homicide, it was technically ruled as self-defense. So there was never any real definitive punishment for her brother's death. And she ran away and she got a boyfriend and her boyfriend was hit by a car and put into a coma. What? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, this poor woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's then, just dealing with thing after thing after thing. Like uh-huh. her brother was shot and then she went and gets, <sighs> you know, moves out, tries to go do things, tries to cope, and her boyfriend's hit by a car and put into a coma. And I mean, as far as I know, he didn't ever come out of it. So he's either still in a coma or he died. And then Julie Nieto. She was close to her sister, Valerie. Valerie ended up being so distraught after she went missing that two years after she went missing, but two years before the bodies were found, she overdosed on drugs and died. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you that like reading some interviews with that family's mother was so sad. I mean, cause her mom now has both of her daughter's children and so she's raising you know all these cousins of a girl who was murdered and a girl who overdosed from the stress of the murder Mm. she's trying to raise their children and it's just like so much all right evelyn salazar was only 15 oh god just a baby she had no record of drugs or sex work and she just had like the wrong place the wrong time well what happened is she was last seen going to a park with her cousin who is also on the list jamie barella they were just family hanging out going to a park and apparently i don't know but jamie had been involved in some of these things and so because Evelyn was with her. She ended up in this list too for hanging out with her cousin. Doreen Marquez. She had not, like a lot of people get into like drugs and risky life and they do it for a long time, right? But for Doreen, it was different. It had only been the past year. Okay. She didn't go down this path at all until her boyfriend went to jail. She got into it to cope with her boyfriend going to jail. Before that, she had been like at home, always there for her kids. I read in one interview that she had loved throwing birthday parties for her children. But then when her partner went to jail, she didn't know what to do. And she turned to these things for help coping. Well, yeah. And and money like mm-hmm. you gotta make money somehow and now all of a sudden you're a single mom mm-hmm. what what are you supposed to do it's rough especially in 2009 like yeah I mean things were different right now there are a lot of jobs I mean mind you they're very 
Some of them are very basic minimum wage paying jobs, but there are a lot of jobs. That wasn't always the case. This episode is brought to you by Best Games, the fun puzzle game that you can play anywhere. I recently went to San Diego and I was on an airplane and guess what? I was able to play Best Fiends, no problem. Right now they have their Wonderland theme going on and it is just so fun. And the little white rabbit is just adorable. Well, and as everyone knows, I am a huge fan of fall and I have really been into just sitting back and relaxing with my pumpkin spice latte and playing some Best Fiends. That is awesome. <laughs> so download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play Store today. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Yeah. And then there's, I hope I am saying this name right. Solania Edwards. Now, Solania was a victim who didn't really seem to fit in with the others. And I say this because, okay, for one, she was a different race. All of the other women were either white or Hispanic. Hmm. She was black. Okay. Also, she was only 15 years old. Oh, God. And the only other 15-year-olds had been Evelyn, who was probably targeted because she'd been with her cousin. Right. Another reason she's different is she also wasn't even from the area. Like all of these other girls are at least from the area. But Solania had run away from a foster home in mm. Oakland. I mean, Oklahoma, Oakland, Oklahoma. Her family technically originated in Texas, but she was put into the foster care system when she was five and ended up in a foster home in Oklahoma. And she ran away. And then somehow ended up in this mass grave in New Mexico. All of these women had stories and lives and so much ahead of them before someone brutally took away everything they had and threw them naked into a mass grave. Like they were just a piece of garbage. Yeah. So some part of it that's somehow even worse is that some of them knew that there was trouble. Like there had been rumors of girls going missing and even like being buried. So some of these, yeah, like among the sex workers, like there was rumors about girls being killed and buried up on West Mesa. And so like there had been whispers and talking, but I mean, no one could ever really prove it. So some of these girls, which I don't think I mentioned this, the girls went missing mostly in 2004, Mm -hmm. um, some in 2003, some in 2005, but most of them went missing in 2004. Okay. Okay. So this is like five years before they're ever found is when they're going missing. And some of the families were called and were given condolences because of rumors before they even knew what was happening what yeah because like these girls had friends who were working in sex work and they heard these rumors gotcha and so they would call and like give families condolences and the families are like I mean I know she's been gone for a little while but I thought she was just mad at me type thing like like that didn't cross their mind you know 
yeah, like most of them were still hoping that their loved one would show back up at this point. And to get it like that, like, you know. And I mean, technically there was no proof. This is all still just rumors. Although, you know how I said it took it took more than a year for all of them to be officially identified. Right. But a lot of those mothers knew when yeah. the first news broke that there had been bodies found. A lot of the families knew they were like, oh. Well, they speculated, you know. Yeah. I watched one interview and she said that when the graves were announced, she kind of went up to the area and she could just see her sister going like, yep, I'm here. Uh, oh my gosh. Yep. This It's an intense story. It's like, I mean, it's like intuition, but also, you know, like if you believe in spiritual and stuff, it, it could be, you know, that she's still lingering there or whatever, little angel there. Well, and one thing that I found interesting is, okay, a lot of them went missing in 2004. And so, um, for a lot of my sources, I use a website called findagrave.com. Do you ever use findagrave? Yeah, I've used that. Yeah. Okay, so I'm using findagrave, right? And on findagrave, some of their death dates are listed as 2004 when they met, went missing. But a lot of them list the death date as the day their bodies were found. Mm. Which I thought is interesting because they can't determine... Like they assume they were murdered shortly after they went missing, but their bodies, they can't really determine a date of death. Yeah. So I found I, that kind of interesting that a lot of them were listed the day the bodies were found. Yeah. That is kind of interesting that that's the day that the bodies are found. Like um, I would probably go off the day that they were missing if it was up and, to me. Yeah. Some of them do, but like, yeah, some of their gravestones say 2009 which is when they were found instead of 2004 when a lot of them went missing. So, all right, let's go. I have one more dark peg and then we'll get into theories. Oh my gosh. So this- You got more uh, for me? Well, just the fact that, okay, this killer, unless he has died, odds are he didn't just stop. So it's- very possible that there are other burial sites from this killer that will never be found. Great. Because, I mean, most serial killers don't just go crazy killing for a year. And, and then there have been some, though, that, like we'll do like, well, most of the time it's one and then done. And then maybe sometimes the year later they will. But no, most of the time, I mean, if they're going crazy like that, they still keep going. So we can hope that the killer is either dead or in jail. But if not, there's possibly other burial sites. Also, just to note the way that these bones, most of them were buried, because this was on a land development, right? The way that they had been buried, like the depth and positioning on plots they probably wouldn't have been dug up when the houses were built. So like the way, how deep and like positioning on plots 
they wouldn't have been dug up when houses were built there. So the houses would have just been built on top of them. Oh my gosh. So who knows? I mean, there might be other houses and crap that are built right on top of other girls. Who knows? Christine, the girl who was walking her dog, who knows what her house is like? I mean, there were other developments close. This was like a started development and neighborhood, and there were other houses in that general area close enough to just, you know, walk your dog and be on this place. Yeah. I mean, that dog is a hero. Yay, Ruka. Yay, Ruka. So now we can get into some theories. All right. So theory number one is that this has something to do with the drug cartel. Okay. So many of the girls were involved in drugs. So some people think that all of these girls had some sort of interaction that ended poorly with the cartel. And they ended up dead. And then, you know, one of the cartel's lackeys just dumped him in the site. Okay. So there's that. And then our first suspect is Frank Reynolds. Fucking Franks. See? I mean, never trust a Frank. It's actually Fred. I read it as Frank because I don't (laughs) trust Franks. But his name was Fred. You know what? We're just going to call you Fred. Frank. Apparently you can't trust Franks or Freds. Fuck you, Fred. Franks. See, you can't keep them straight either. (laughs) Right. Now, Fred slash Frank was a pimp. All right. So because he was a pimp, he would have been involved in the circles of a lot of these girls. And maybe had disagreements with them and killed them. Mm. But we'll never know because Frank died of natural causes. Yeah, fuck you, Frank. I thought it was Fred. In Did I say Frank again? Yes. <laughs> F. We'll just call him F. F you. <laughs> um, F you too. F died of natural causes. Fucking Frank. Which, I mean... I don't know for sure it could have been natural causes, but you always have to wonder when a pimp dies of natural causes, <laughs> really natural causes, right? Frank right. the fucking pimp dies. He died of natural causes in January of 2009. Now, can I point out that these bodies were found in early February of 2009? Okay. Like he died right before all this went down. Wow. Okay. So if if Fred slash Frank the pimp was the murderer, at least he is put to an end now. Yeah. Okay. Now, this one I don't really buy, but I read a lot of theories about it, so I'm going to tell it. Okay. And that is that there were multiple killers. Many people seem to think that it was such a good site to bury bodies that multiple killers used it. And that's why some of them were scattered and some of them were together. Okay. I think it's a long shot that they all happen to be burying bodies that mostly fit the same profile. As I said, they were all between 15 and 32. They were all women. Almost all of them were involved in sex work. All but one of them were either white or Hispanic. I don't know. It just seems a little 
weird that two people were doing that and burying them in the same place. Yeah. Or three or whatever. You know what I mean? I mean, the exact same place. Like, you're really going, I mean, literally within a 10 by probably, you know, honestly, if that's the case, you found someone else's stuff. So, so I mean, I guess could maybe one of them coincidentally be someone else's. So maybe, which one was it? The one girl that didn't fit at all, which was the black girl, Solanya. So maybe Solanya was someone else who just happened to be there, but all the rest were. Okay. I still kind of doubt it, but mm. especially, okay, let's pretend it was F and F is Fucking a pimp. Frank. Okay. And the pimp has killed all these other girls. Well, maybe Solanya, the runaway, somehow gets to New Mexico and needs to make some money. So she goes and talks to a pimp. Then she's involved with the pimp now. Okay. Hmm. I don't know that much about pimps. Can you tell? Oh, come on. You're a pimp yourself. Yes. You have two hussies that are always on your shoulder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am pimping. <laughs> I, I can't even oh my gosh imagine i just imagined you right then in like one of those pimp coats a purple one to be exact with leopard print for the like the accent on the edges and stuff now you're welcome because you said that i feel it is important to describe what i am actually wearing no i am in my pajamas and i am wearing a pajama shirt that is pink and literally has a kawaii kitten face and the nose is a heart no yep (laughs) that is what i am legit wearing right now (laughs) so now please picture your purple pimp coat over top of my kawaii kitten pajama top okay that is great that is fantastic (laughs) there's an image for everybody oh god okay So we have two more suspects, and I personally kind of think it was one of these two, but I can't decide which. All right, so I'm going to tell you about them and see what you think. Okay, now there's Lorenzo Montoya. Now, Lorenzo Lorenzo died in 2006, which is good news if he was the killer once again, just because at least he's not still out there killing. Okay, but Lorenzo did have a history of picking up prostitutes. And a history of violence. Bad Lorenzo. So, I mean, not a great look. Now, are you ready to hear how Lorenzo died? Because it's great. Did Frank the pimp I stick mean, something up his butt? I hate saying how someone died is great, but this this is just a story. Okay. Right? So, in 2006, he kills an escort in his home. And her boyfriend finds out. And comes and shoots Lorenzo. So he died in 2006 because he killed a sex worker and then got shot by her boyfriend. Okay, that's pretty... Okay, that's legit. Okay. So he also lived less than three miles from the burial site. Okay. So we know for a fact that he has killed at least one sex worker. And we know he has a lives in the area and has a history of violence. Okay. So I can see it being him. He's a possibility in my mind. Cool. Okay. Okay. Now we also have Joseph Blee. Okay. Now Joseph Blee, to start, is a convicted rapist. 
Oh, of course he is. Now, I can't be positive on this. She says they sound like an angel. Um, sorry, Michelle just asked how the microphone was working. Yeah, but she's also your pimp, so. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> um, so, all right. Joseph is a convicted rapist. And now, okay, I only saw this in one article, so I cannot be positive. Just, I never okay. know how true it is if I can only find one source. But it said he hung out, hung out outside of middle schools. Oh, God. So that's really not great. I mean, being a rapist is never good, but a rapist <laughs> hanging outside of middle schools is like a worse nightmare. Okay. And also this dude, his DNA was found on a dead prostitute in 1985. What the fuck are you doing? But somehow no arrests ever came from that. Of course not. Why would it? Okay. So he's a rapist and very possibly killed a prostitute in 1985 that he was never convicted for. But it gets even worse. When, when these bones are found, his wife calls to let the police know that he could possibly be a suspect. Ooh. Because... She would sometimes find jewelry around the house that didn't belong to her. That is a clear sign. She worried that it was possible that this jewelry came from the victims. And then there is one last sign to point towards Joseph. And that is one of the very few things that was found at the burial site was a plant tag for a tree. Which, I mean, isn't super suspicious because there was probably a lot of trees planted around. Okay. But this tag did come from a nursery that records show Blee had purchased from this nursery. So it does kind of tie him in that, like, he is buying trees. I mean, what are the odds that he's buying trees from the same place that all the developers are buying trees from? I don't know. I guess it's possible if, like, that's a tree place that you go to, you know, is that the cool place? Is that where the cool kids hang out? I don't know. I mean, honestly, I think it was in California and we are in New Mexico. So it's not like it's like the neighborhood one that everyone goes to. Okay, fair. So I'm kind of leaning towards Joseph or Lorenzo, but I'm not sure which I think it is. Hmm. What do you think? It's fucking Frank. It's the pimp that died. It could be the pimp. Maybe it's Joseph. Frank. And Lorenzo were working for Fred slash Frank the Pimp. And so even though, you know, so then they were all involved. So it was multiple killers. And they were clearly yeah. a drug cartel. All of our theories are right. Because there we go. Fred, Frank the Pimp, ran the drug cartel where Lorenzo and Joseph worked. And Lorenzo and Joseph did the killings under Frank Fred's command, making it multiple killers. You know what? I think that works. Okay, so there you go. It is all of them. Okay, we've got it figured out. It's all of them. All of the theories are true. We got it. Okay, solved. We we did it. Okay, and so on a good note though, Fred's dead. Lorenzo's dead. And if I remember right, I think Joseph might be in prison for rape. So none of them are out on the streets. And that is the closest to a happy ending I can give you on this story is that none of these people are out in public well at least the 
I mean, the world's a little bit better because of that, I guess. It is. But it's also a serial killer and a cold case. So that always is just. Yeah. I mean, and then, I mean, obviously they're all dead. You're never going to get a freaking confession or. Joseph's alive. I think. Last I think. I never read anything about his death. <laughs> Let me find out. Double check. Yeah. He's 61. Oh boy. Okay. okay. Just a fun fact. When I did that quick Google search to find mm-hmm. out if he was still alive, there's literally an article I hadn't read yet where it refers to him as the mid-school molester. Ew. Gross. Ew. Yep. That is ew. Okay. So there's that for you. Mid-school molester is literally a quote used. When I Google search Joseph Blee. But my thing too is with the girls that are 15 or whatever. Because mm-hmm. you can definitely look older than you are. So who's to say that they didn't say they were older and look older than they were? I mean, I don't know. In my opinion, I'm going to send you a picture. I'll send you a picture of the uh, all the victims and see what you think. We'll see if, I mean, I I don't know. It's all kind of up in the air. I mean, Jamie, you can definitely tell is young, but she's the one who was with her cousin. I think. Okay. I think. Yeah. Now I'm getting them all mixed up. Aren't I great? There's just, there's a lot of them and I've been reading about them a lot. So, Is your brain mush yet? Always. Okay. Here is a picture I am sending you of all the murder victims. Yay. Murder victims. Okay, and then Selenia was the other 15-year-old. And I can see how she could pass for a little bit older. Which one's at 15? Is that Jamie? And Victoria? Oh, no, it's Evelyn and Selenia. They're 15? I thought Jamie looks young. And so does Victoria. So does Julie. I mean, most of them still even... I mean, most of them, I would say, were around 22. So it's not like any of them were old. The oldest one was 32. I'd say if they come up to you and said you're, they were 18 or 19, there's a possibility that, yeah, someone would believe them. Because, yeah, the oldest of the group was 32. And most of them, I would say, were closer to 22, 23. Yeah, I'd say they could pass. And I mean, if they're hanging around with a, you know, sex worker or that group, even... Oh. It's just, it's just such a sad case. You had me, it had me a little on edge there while I was telling it. Could you tell? Yeah. But, so Jacques, thank you for the microphone. I hope it's worth it. And I hope you enjoyed your very sad serial killer story. Now that you've heard me tell it, I want to know what you have to think about who did it. Yeah. What's your theories on it? And I would also love to hear anyone else's theories or thoughts and you can let us know those at crime theories podcast at gmail.com. You sure can. And you guys, as always, you can find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash crime theories pod. Um, our website, crime theories podcast.com. We are on Facebook, Instagram at crime underscore theories. Uh, TikTok is crime theories podcast. Instagram, I think it's crime theories pod. So yeah, find us. You're, uh, yeah, you can always uh, check us out. If you guys have any, you know, 
requests or anything, feel free to hit us up. You can always email us at crimetheoriespodcast at gmail.com as well. And don't forget to keep fucking going. Boom. Okay. So spooky season is here and that means that, you know what, you guys need to get on hunt a killer. It is a great way as temperatures are theoretically going to start cooling down to spend a little more time inside. Yeah, for sure. Well, what great way to, uh, you know, start up the spooky season by finding out your own little mystery. Um, It's mystery box that comes to you monthly and hunt a killer is just a great way uh, to help pass the time and get into that spooky season. So guys, um, use code theories and you guys can get 20% off um, any of your mystery boxes. I'll go ahead and link it down below. So check it out. That's hunt a killer.